Welcome everyone to the Miss Art World podcast. I am Miss Art World, Catherine, with my co-host Samuel. Hey, what's up Art World? Uh, Samuel is so well lit right now that he looks <laughs> fabulous. Um, you and know then- why I'm, I'm well lit is because I just got the light that you got me for Christmas from uh, Tyler. Oh, is that why? So that's, I, I put it up because I oh. was using the ring light, but the ring light is like on a stand and it doesn't move very well. So I got like a product plug (laughs) (laughs) brought to you by. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, good. I'm glad that I am responsible for your glow. Oh, thanks. Uh, (laughs) And then we have a super special guest. This is actually the first guest. I think that Samuel has invited to the podcast. Nice. So (laughs) Cole Higgins, welcome. Thank you. Um, you know, I must say there wasn't much about you on your website, so yeah. I don't know too much about you. You're very mysterious. So if you could share <laughs> about yourself, that would be great. Cool. Yeah, I actually have a hard time sharing about myself. It's a lot easier just to share my art. Like my Instagram personal account is just like weird drawings that I do. Um, but yeah, I'm uh, from Southern California. Um, I've been an artist my whole life. Um, I love sculpting and drawing and um, my, I currently work as a previous artist in the video game industry, but um, you know, I've, I've directed music videos for AWOL Nation. Um, I've done a lot. I, I used to be a fashion videographer. Like my art has taken me to really interesting places. So when you say a music video, what art did you use for the music video or what was the style? So I directed and created the whole thing and it's a mixed media. Um, and so it's it's CG animation, it's live action um, actors that I shot on a green screen. Um, I hired a really well-known stop motion artist to do like the monster that's in the piece. Um, and then it's like 2D um, backgrounds. So it's mixed, mixed media. Okay. Yeah. And then what, um, if you had to pick like one, what's your favorite kind of media to work with? Yeah, I love sculpting. Like I always go back to sculpting. Um, I think because it just feels so tactile and it, it is tactile. Um, you know, I spend most of my time on the computer. Um, and I always feel like sculpting, I'm able to get out like what I have in my head. Whereas drawing, sometimes it's really hard to like nail exactly what you have you know, inside of you, you're trying to, you're trying to like put it on the paper. Um, and then everything on the computer is just, I love technology. So that part of me is really, um, you know, enlivened by just like learning the new technologies and being a part of it. Um, but yeah, I always, I always go back to sculpting. I love sculpting. Nice. With, um, before we get to, um, involved in the conversation. Can you share your website? So sure. Can look you up. So it's my main website for my big project that I'm working on right now is the way age of And that's my, it's kind of like my life work right now. Um, and then I also have just colehiggins.com, which is like my more commercial work. Cole also has uh, the Way Age of Darkness book. That's right. Thank you. you can get. And uh, it's all of his art all the way through. 
well of course because he did it but (laughs) (laughs) but it's uh it's a very cool looking art um because you have very like the way is um just looking at and going through and uh you know being lucky enough to be part of when the launch party that you did for the book Hmm. um it's a very interesting style of art so Mm -hmm. can you talk about what got you into like that style and then what the way is kind of about sure yeah um I think my style is like fast (laughs) so I'm I'm not one to labor over something for I'm not like I'm not a um what's the word perfectionist when it comes to my art and so I wanted I wanted to develop a style that I could do a lot of ideas in a short period of time like I wanted to do like five or I think I was up to like three of those drawings a week and um you know I had a full-time job I always you know have a full-time job and I have to do my art so you gotta pick when to do it mm-hmm. um but yeah that style I kind of developed like I, what what can I do that gets gets the spiritual satisfaction of what I'm looking for across but also I want to do a lot of drawings so I kind of landed on that pen and ink black and white style because um, color takes a long time, you know, and pen and ink I'm really comfortable with, but color is like, it, it, I really got to sit down and think about color. Um, so style-wise, that's kind of how I ended up um, on that look. And I love, I, I think my art, I, I'm able to like tap into a, a primitive look, which I really like. I, I, I want the drawings to feel like they're, kind of raw and ancient and you know just I don't know just tactile almost Mm -hmm. um but as far as the concept goes it kind of all happened around 2016 um where it just seemed like there was a lot of um turmoil in the world you know politically and and um just I don't know I, I think in the last, you know, 10 years, we all experienced society changing. I think there's just like a lot more fear that we have now, like globally, which is so weird to me because, you know, you think about evolution and people and you would hope that we could end up like true evolution would be like less fear, you know, but like you look back at our just our relatives 50 years ago and like they had fear but we have almost more like a spiritual war going on to me you know Mm -hmm. and so I've wanted to have something that would capture that and um so the way age of darkness basically grew out of what I consider to be sort of a spiritual war going on you know yeah, with honestly, with like technology moving so fast, and instead of how our parents grew up, where the issues were more central into their community, and now we're yeah. being bombarded with issues that are on the other side of the world. It's exactly. it's almost it's overwhelming, especially if you were like like li- listening to the news or like trying to figure out what's going on in the world. It's, you almost yeah. have to take a step back and be like, I. I gotta take a break. Like right. I can't even look at my phone for a while. Yeah, and it permeates everything, you know, just 
and and it's not to say that any of it's unfounded it's just like we really like he said with all this new technology it's it's all all new progressions in technology come with heavy you know costs or you lose something mm-hmm. and, and i really do feel like we've lost this like we've lost a lot of innocence and we've lost just like almost the ability to wake up every day and and be hopeful for where we're going as a species mm-hmm. you know like that's a pretty for me like that's a pretty heavy toll to lose for social media or whatever <laughs> like because we can but we can post like but but we're all scared to hell of you know every day yeah and that's obviously the generalization but you know it's just kind of like how i'm looking at it so you have uh in the way you have a um a cyclops that is there for the majority of the time is there a yeah. symbolism with the cyclops yeah that's a great question um yes the cyclops is it was born out of like a inability to see both sides of things it's almost like this all seeing like all almost like lord of the rings like the all-seeing eye like there's something very eerie about that and it's like a steadfast energy that wants to manipulate and conform to its beliefs so the, the cyclops to me is like it's an inability to to see both sides really it's just because that's so important to you know that's another part of of where we've gone in such a weird direction it's just everyone's just like this is exactly what i believe and it has to be right because i have all this stuff to back it up but there's no way that you could be right either like Mm -hmm. you know we've lost all this nuance and conversation and so yeah the cyclops definitely represents a lot of that just for someone who doesn't know, so you came out with the book first, and that yeah. has your drawings, and yeah. then now it's evolved to your um, episodes that you can watch on your website. Yes. Right. Okay. And I'm on, I've actually been um, working on this project for a long time with my dad, and he's actually currently writing um, like a manuscript to do a novel for the Way Age of Darkness. Oh, nice yeah so we're trying to i'm this like i said this is kind of like my life's work and i'm i'm happy to build out this world and it i it's just going to keep expanding um through uh age of darkness does it follow one character or is it a set of characters through it yeah so renard has been this character that um not sure how he really came about, but I had this sort of vision of an upside down crown and um, Renard, as it's, as it's developing right now, Renard is, he's from another planet and he, he arrives on this other planet through a portal. And when he arrives there, he has amnesia and he's wearing all this like cool armor and he's got the sword and he has this crown with him and he, you know, puts on the crown, but he puts it on upside down. And there's a lot of significance as to why he does that and where he came from. Um, but in the book, there's a prophecy that says the, the crown that lay asunder uh, marks the way to freedom, something like that. Um, but like, I'm, I'm working with how I call like intuitively. Mm-hmm. And 
um, sometimes you just get like visions of things and they are kind of unmistakably important and you you might not know how to connect those puzzle pieces but they are important and you know the upside down crown was one of those like really intuitive like downloads and um it's like it's really amazing how it's shaping up story-wise mm -hmm. so yeah renard is right now the main character okay and that's what the manuscript would be basically about yes renard's um uh hero's journey mm -hmm. yeah and then do you think because uh if you go and look at uh your episodes that you have out are they are they more clay based because i see you working a lot with clay yeah are they like how are you doing them that was my question <laughs> i yeah, want to know like if you were sculpting if like your sculpture also went into making the episodes it does um i i wanted to develop um a style that like brought in that rawness that i was saying like in the drawings and i wanted to incorporate my sculptures um so what i'll do is i'll sculpt it and paint it and then i take a series of photographs that like digitize the the face mm -hmm. and so I actually use like the painted texture as the actual digital texture. And so it gets like this really interesting, um, you know, tactile feel. And I, I love like just stuff that looks really gnarly. So like, you know, his, his skin is just very gnarly and kind of like discolored. And this is, yeah. a bad, this is a bad guy. So he, he needs to look kind of scary, but. <laughs> It it looks awesome. And on a side note, Katie, you can screenshot your <laughs> your screen if you're trying to take a picture. You're like, <laughs> have your phone off and like, mm, this yeah, is good lighting. We see the light break out off. break out the iPad. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to get like behind the scenes so I can post it on Instagram too. Yeah, just screenshot it. Yeah. All right, all right, I did it, did it. Okay. What I was going to show you also is like I use a motion capture suit to. Um, oh, to, wow. So capture all my animation, the motion capture suit, just to kind of backtrack, the sculptures are about what three feet big, completely nude. Uh, the one you just showed us was bald. Yeah, um, this, it's, it's like 12 inches. It's small 12 inches. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nothing moves on it, right? No. So then like there's this whole thing where you you digitize it and you bring this model into you know cg the computer and there's a, a whole process to you know rigging the pup rigging it so it can move and once you rig it so it can move then you can apply the motion capture suit to it and yeah there's a lot, oh, wow. of, a lot and of the motion stuff. capture suit looks it's like a black full black outfit and then what's like the cord going from yeah so kind of looks computer? like a dune a dune um whatever those suits are called but so these these cords are just like there's actually a uh, a battery pack back here and it also has wi-fi on it that connects to your computer and uh there's just like cords everywhere on this thing so oh wow <laughs> Yeah. So then you don't technically have to have a video camera videoing you move is just picking up your movements or yeah, that which is amazing. Yes. Okay. It's literally you don't need 
any tracking devices that all of the tracking is on the suit. Mm -hmm. So it can literally just pump directly into your computer and you can be, you can actually be like, like a hundred feet away from your computer and it still tracks. Oh, wow. Can you see it? Can you put up a screen and see yourself move as that character or oh, yeah. is that something you have to render later? Yeah, no, it's all real time. So you can see yourself moving as a little mannequin character in real time. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's, it's, I didn't even know we could do stuff like that, well, it's, it's <laughs> especially in your own home. It seems like a, I keep telling people thing. we're sort of at a, like a renaissance of um, like software right now. Like I would never, I never in a million years could have done this five years ago. Mm -hmm. Like, but motion capture has become like a, a, a available to like regular consumers. Um, Unreal Engine is this game engine that allows you to, you know, render stuff that looks like absolutely real and it's, it's like free software and there's just all these like pieces of software that have that have aligned mm -hmm. and they all play nicely with each other and it just like allows so much freedom as an artist to tell stories and that really has happened in the last few years so it's we're like totally in a renaissance of software right now mm -hmm. yeah that's amazing so did you use did you decide and we kind of touch base on it a little bit to use like clay to kind to match the style of art that you do because yeah. it looks the way the the clay sculptures look a lot like the art yeah almost like it's just ripped from the page yeah that's that's what I was going for for sure and I want that book to feel like it's actually almost like a bible to those people mm -hmm. so like now that we're in the actual world this animated world I want that book like it's basically their prophecy of Renard coming and it's sort of the world before Renard shows up okay and so I want those worlds to be connected um with you I know this is probably way far in the advance but let's say you had unlimited time mm -hmm. and you could just pump as much resources into it would there be a second a way because the the way age of darkness it almost sounds like the way is the world mm. and age of darkness is this the story that's just one story in it do you have right. an idea for maybe another one <laughs> the way not so dark, <laughs> so dark. <laughs> age um, of uh of uh you know brightness yeah <laughs> i i kind of like the way age of darkness as like the title and maybe it'd be like volume one volume two mm -hmm. um but as it's as it's working out right now, it is really like one story, um, and I I I dig the way Age of Darkness. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's like I really am committed to this project, just being like, it's going to grow to as big as it's going to get. And like as of right now, our plans for it are pretty pretty big. So, so Cole, you are you work full time because there's yeah. a lot of artists that we we talk to that are just doing art. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they live in a very tiny one bedroom where you can see all of their art just piling on top of them. <laughs> yeah. um, <clears throat> but you're, you work full time, you're a brand new dad mm -hmm. and you're doing art. How do you, how do you structure your day to be able to get everything done? Yeah. Well, so before baby came, um, I was waking up at five every morning and would work from like, I would do like some morning routine stuff 
be on my computer at six, work from six to like eight, and then, you know, have breakfast and walk the dog and have some time with my wife and then um, go to work at 10 and basically be done with work at seven. And, you know, the, I don't like to work in the evening, so the evenings are open. Um, but I've been on paternity leave for a while, so we'll see how it is going back to work. But I'll, I plan on just doing the same thing. I'm going to wake up at five and, you know, work while everyone's asleep. And then, you know, I only need like two hours every morning to myself to get enough done. And I, I thought really, you were going to say you only need two hours of sleep. And I was no. like, I hate you right now. Yeah. No, I sounded like it. <laughs> we go to bed. We go to bed early. We go to bed at like nine, nine thirty. So, you know, waking up at five is not that big of a deal. Like seven hours of sleep is great. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I'm it, trying to force myself to go to bed earlier because I, yeah. I was one of those ever since college, like it, college kind of ruins you if you stay up late. And I've yeah. been in that habit of like, oh, I at least need to stay up till 12. And Ashley's goes to bed at at least 11. So I've been trying to force myself to go to bed 11, but half the time I just lay there. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> come on, buddy. Let's go to sleep. Well, do you get like good work done at, at that time or is it just kind of like, you know what? The reason I've been trying to go to I used to be able to work at night and that's my work schedule, how it used to go, like just power through a bunch of stuff at night. My mornings were kind of like lost. Mm. <laughs> to me kind of slowly getting up. And then from dating Ashley, now I can't work at night because she's done with work and, you know, yeah. wants to out or talk or things <laughs> like that. Yeah, you gotta, you know, you gotta balance your relationships. And I find that like systems are the best way to, you know, when you have a busy schedule, like just really, be a systematic person you know if, like mm -hmm. if you say you're going to wake up at five then wake up at five and you know be on your computer for figure out how much time you need to get you know a, a, a meaningful amount of work done within that time that you that you have and and you know I think I don't know who said like John Cleese or something said like there's the first hour and a half of like creative time that's just like really um focused and then everything else after that is just kind of like you're screwing around so I think that like the way our creativity, a lot of people's creativity works is like there is a sweet spot to where you're actually getting like really good work done. And then you're just kind of like screwing around a little bit. Mm -hmm. so it's good to know yourself. With your work, um, like your kind of day job, is it similar to what you are doing with the animation or is it completely different? And if it is similar, how do you balance that kind of like having enough creative juice to fulfill both buckets. Yeah, they are actually really similar. Um, so I guess I just like it a lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I really do enjoy my my work that I do as a, as a job. And so I'm really fortunate in that sense. And I'm learning a lot of stuff about the same software that I'm using on my own stuff. So um, yeah, and, and there is this, this sense that like, I get to go and work on my own thing for an hour and a half and not have like a director telling me to like change the shot or, um, you know, it's really important to have your own thing where nobody else is telling you, you know, to like do this, do that. Like, cause my, my role as a previous artist is that like, I'm, um, the bottleneck for a lot of different departments and everyone, I, you know, I just, 
I'm in reviews and I'm hearing from like everybody about like change this, change that. So it's good. It's nice to have a personal project that you just, you don't you don't have any of that. Yeah. Well, it's just your own standards. Yeah. Being met. Yeah. Are you just on the computer all day long, pretty much? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I take, I have a little home gym in the garage. So, you know, I, I work out at lunch and I walk the dog a couple times a day and I'll try to eat lunch outside. Um, and, you know, the weekends we try and get out as much as possible. Um, but yeah, it's kind of like I'm on the computer a lot. And what's the, what, is it one program that you use or do you use multiple programs? Uh, yeah, it's multiple. The main one is Maya Unreal. Um, for my personal project, I use this really amazing software called Character Creator and like ZBrush. And um, you know, I, I use Premiere and After Effects. And um, there's a new software called Blender that I'm really excited to learn. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, they're, like I said, they're all starting to like um, kind of be, you know, connected so they all sort of speak to one another so it's not just one program anymore okay yeah um have because you sound very structured and dedicated like not just i'm dedicated is not the right word um disciplined yeah have you always been a disciplined person or is that something you've learned along the way yeah i've always i've always been a disciplined person like I learned like in high school, I was really into guitar and um, I just sort of dove into guitar in a very meticulous way. And like, I got this thing that would actually like slow down. It was all analog. Mm -hmm. um, so I got this thing that would actually slow down songs. And I was actually, <laughs> I was really into fish. And, uh, you know, Trey Anastasio is an incredible guitar player. Mm -hmm. And um, there's this one song called You Enjoy Myself. And it's like just 16 minutes of just like going up and down the neck of the guitar. It was just like so complicated. And I, I worked on learning that entire song for like months with that thing that would slow down the song. So I would listen note by note and learn. I learned the song and I was in a band and we were like, we could play You Enjoy Myself. Like it was a big deal. <laughs> but yeah, I've always, I've been like really pretty pretty regimented my whole life it's it's so different because most artists and i'm just kind of generalizing it's it's hard for them to be structured mm -hmm. because they feel like it takes away from this like creative process flow right. thing mm -hmm. Go ahead, I, yeah i, I <laughs> I feel like there's that's cool, but there's also sometimes it's can be um, like stifling when you you don't have any structure, because then you're just like, well, I could do anything. So what what is anything like? What am I even trying to do? And I've I've gotten to a point with my art where it's not like how I'm feeling in that moment. It's more like about the story that I'm trying to tell. So, you know, that requires a lot of structure and, mm -hmm. and planning. And so just, I mean, that's just me though. Like there's all, I mean, art is everything. So, oh yeah, it could be anything. So with the, the story process, has your dad 
been involved since the beginning or did you kind of write the story of the original printed book first and then he's kind of come on board after yeah so he's he's like been a really big source of inspiration for me um and his his outlook on life and like the stuff that he's learned has definitely um started way before i even started this um project um we're really we're both super interested in like old sumerian um culture and sort of i don't know if you know like the anunnaki and um like the nephilim and it's just all all. it's all this history that basically says that people were um created by aliens (laughs) and uh we always we just like geek out about it we're like it's probably not it's probably not real but if it's whatever it is it's a really amazing story and so some of that is in this story and um yeah he's just like been a source of inspiration for me for a long time he's a really creative person and Mm -hmm. uh, so we've been is it a book or is it a whole religion that's based off of it the Sumerians? Yeah. Well, the Sumerians are one of the oldest cultures in history to have written text. Mm-hmm. And there's tablets upon tablets of the Sumerian language explaining these events that are sort of their, their Bible. And a lot of a lot of, of um, biblical stories are from Sumerian um, texts like the flood. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's like, it's not a it's it's like literally just like their their uh history written on tablets and it says that you know they were seated by aliens and they were like sky people that came down and um it's just like really trippy stuff <laughs> oh wow it's it's more than things like four thousand years old and you're like damn that's pretty imaginative <laughs> like back then and it's um it's really fun to think about like if there's any seed of this, this, that is like true, like that's crazy, you know, mm-hmm. like I love to think that maybe we don't know everything about our history and, you know. Oh, we had, we know very little. Yeah. It's, it's crazy how much man has been here and how much is written. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even totally. being written isn't true. It's more of a, what people want to write about. Right. Yeah. Too. Like who, who wrote it and, Mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's nuts yeah I, I feel like uh i'll have to get you to text me the name of that because i would love to listen to like a crazy podcast that just kind of does a deep dive into it oh there's tons yeah <laughs> um the book that samuel has is that available yeah it's on it's, it's on amazon okay yeah um i think the hard covers are like out of print there's like a couple left, um, but you can get the, the soft cover for like 10 bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. It's on Amazon. Just, just look at the, the way age of darkness on Amazon. It'll come right up. Was uh, last question on my end, Katie, and then you could say was printing the book through Amazon hard, or did you have someone else do it? Cause I know the, the printing, <clears throat> The way to make a book can be difficult sometimes through Amazon because the the limited ability. Yeah, um, it was not hard. I I hired a um, I hired a publishing company to help me. Um, you know, it wasn't it wasn't super expensive, um, but 
but what they were great at is like helping me with my copy and um, something they did was reach out to um, book reviewers and they were very like had really um, tight systems as to how how many people they would reach out to and you know I was able to get um, some some nice traffic and some nice um, buzz with my book launch and you know some nice reviews and it really it, it is a hustle in that sense that like yes it's easy to just self-publish you can just basically upload a document to it's called kdp which is on amazon you know you can you can upload your document and pay a few hundred bucks to put it into print and then you have a book but i think the hard part and this is the hard part with every part of like being an artist is you have to market and it's like a totally different mindset that you have to switch into and um you know like i said going with that publishing company was great um but yeah it's like the big the hardest part of it is just getting you know getting it out there so people actually buy it and read it mm-hmm. you know no the, the marketing's difficult it's so hard yeah it really uh, is it's a entirely different way and it almost if you're since you're a person that doesn't like really talking about themselves then that makes marketing even harder because it's mm-hmm. you do have to be like hey look at me buy this come <laughs> right. on don't yeah. you buy it and you want to start like way before your your launch you know mm-hmm. and that's i mean i thought the book the book launch that i had for the wave wage of darkness was one of my most successful um periods of like getting my work out to the public you know, because it was like I had a, a tangible book launch party and I was, you know, cr- crossing avenues and on social media. And it was really it was really exciting, you know, and but it, it, it was a big it was a big effort. Um, mm. But yeah, it was it, it was very it was a very good feeling to do that. Are you thinking that your episode or so are you thinking about uh, another book or are the episodes kind of replacing the book for you well yeah so there's probably not gonna be another art book there will be like a novel mm-hmm. um but the episodes are like its most current form and each episode is going to be an nft and um i just launched my first nft gallery and so I had 20 pieces that were called the prophecy and they're, they're moving images from this book. And um, so now I have the prophecy that's launched as an NFT collection. So the next NFT collection is going to be my episodes and each episode will be for sale as an NFT. And then I'm also going to, what I want to kind of lock into this year is um, do what I call, I'm calling visions. And right now I love like looping animations. Um, That's a very like sellable thing as an NFT. And they're actually, they're actually really fun to do. Um, But what I want to do is they're called visions and they're, you know, 10 second looping animations of what I would consider to be like a snapshot from the world. So like, as we're writing the story, I want to take that, that little snapshot of that scene and make that a looping animation. And that would be for sale as an NFT. So oh, nice. it would be like my episodes, my visions. And because the episodes take a long time, they're like, you know, they take um, about two months to do each episode. And ultimately, I'd love to do like 50 of them. But 
I, what I wanted, as I build this world out, like I, I probably need to like sell it to a larger production house so that we can like make this the way that I want to make it. Mm-hmm. So my best, I think I, I can get the most bang for my time with doing these visions. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to doing those. How long are the episodes um, on average? They're about two minutes. Oh, wait, two minutes. And then for an NFT, to make an NFT, can it be two minutes long or is mm, yeah, there a certain like that's amount? Good. That's a, a good question because right <laughs> now the file size that you can make as an NFT is quite small. It's like 100 megabytes. Mm-hmm. So I know that, that that is just right around the corner, like larger file size NFTs. Um, but right now I was thinking about just downsizing the videos so that they're like 1K. Right, right now they're 4K videos and they're quite large. Um, but what you can do is you can like, you can down downscale it so that it's 100K and then you can have a downloadable asset along with the purchase. So okay. you, could, you could have the 4K version as a downloadable asset. Um, but I, that's, I mean, it's going to change like red, like video NFTs, people really want to make those. Mm-hmm. Um, but hundred megabytes is nothing for a video. That's like, that's like a one, a one minute 2k video. So, yeah. Yeah. So it's definitely a problem people are working on. Cause we've, we've talked about NFTs several times just cause it's such a new concept for art mm-hmm. and a lot of artists hate it or some artists are trying to get into it. It's, it's very split down the middle. So, yeah, I would say it's exactly like the current art world. It's just digital, mm-hmm. you know, like who's putting value onto any kind of art. You know, you can walk into any, you know, art gallery and be like, why is this worth a million dollars? You know, and it's, it's the same exact thing now with NFTs. It's just like, you're, it's not really up to you to just, if you think it's not worth it, that's fine. Somebody else just paid a million dollars for that. Yeah. So, <laughs> and they maybe turned it around for $2 million. So that who's, who's the smarter person? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think you need to have an open mind kind of moving into this new crypto space because it's not going anywhere and it's fun. It's really exciting. It's like, it's also a renaissance of, of art. Awesome. Yeah. Katie, you want to uh, let Cole get back onto his day and. Yeah. Yeah. Are you uh, telling me that we should wrap this up? I'm telling you we should do plugs because last time you, I'm telling you to pull up the file that says plugs and then read it. (laughs) Great. Great. Um, Do you, I I always plug after everyone plugs. So you plug, you plug, everybody plugs. (laughs) Everybody (laughs) plugs. Cole, go first. Tell us again, the website, both websites. Uh, where they can find The Way, Age of Darkness, the book, mm-hmm. and uh, anything else you'd like to plug. Sure. Uh, so uh, colehiggins.com, that's easy. And then uh, thewayageofdarkness.com. And you can find me on Twitter at Cole A. Higgins. You can find me on Instagram at The Way Comic. And you can find my book on Amazon at just search The Way, Age of Darkness. Awesome. Uh, the only thing I got going is I will be doing a showcase or stand-up at Westside Theaters in Santa Monica. That will be February 20th at 8 o'clock if you're interested in coming. 
Um, other than that, just the regular Cooksey swim. If you're interested in teaching your own child how to swim or the ebook that will be coming out within the next couple of days, nice. actually, probably when this airs, you'll, the ebook will be out and that's, uh, will be free on Amazon. You just download it and read it. And eventually the, um, series that will be like a web series to actually teach your child how to swim where you can see it instead of having to read it. Uh, will be coming out later on this year. Awesome. I'll need that. And uh, with Samuel's um, show that's coming up, you have to buy tickets ahead of time. So mm -hmm. I will share that link. It's also on Samuel's Instagram bio. He has the link listed. So if you're interested in going, make sure you buy your ticket ahead of time. And I think they're $10. Yeah. And don't honestly don't think buying the ticket will help me in any way. I'm just performing on a showcase. So if you want to see me come, but don't think the ticket buying is helping me get rich yeah. <laughs> because it goes, to way, it doesn't even come to me whatsoever. And as always, thank you for listening. Or if you are watching us on YouTube, you can always follow what we're up to on Miss Art World on Instagram. We have our missartworld.com website. Um, always uh, please subscribe, comment, like, let us know your thoughts and feelings. And if you have any suggestions on people you would like us to interview, feel free to share that. And thank you. Thanks for having me. Bye. Awesome.